What's up, people? Welcome back to the BCMA Podcast. That's the Black Clover Martial Arts Podcast. It's your boy, Lucky from Lucky's Muay Thai. This is episode number 49. If you can believe that, we started this during the beginning of the pandemic. I did not know I was going to even do 49 episodes. I had no idea what I was even doing. I just wanted to get on here, chat, um, hopefully uplift a few people, because I think everybody during the time I started this was a little bit down. And... um I hope you've enjoyed this ride thus far. Episode 50 should be a big bang. I'm not sure exactly, you know, what I want to let out the bag just yet. But anyway, I want to thank you all so very much for these, you know, 49 episodes. Thank you, because without you watching and hanging out and talking about this stuff, I wouldn't even be doing it. I'm doing it because we have we get a chance to interact either through this podcast or in person, and I love to talk about these things Um, in this episode. I guess we got to talk about one championship and the kick heard around the world. Um, we also need to talk about the story career of uh, Andy Sauer, who finished his career there, uh, getting sort of TKO'd by Marat Gregorian. I think he had some other problems, but we'll talk about that. And weight cutting? Are we still talking about fucking weight cutting? We haven't figured out yet that... I'll save it, but whatever. But first... If you like the show, keep the like, hit the subscribe button, uh, tell a friend, 49 episodes in the back. I'm still out here. You can hear my sinuses right now. I've had this little sinus thing going, but um, I hope that you've enjoyed it. Like I said, keep that like, hit the subscribe button. If you want to stop by the gym, www.luckysmt.com and uh, hit us up, man. We'll book you for a trial class. You come by. If you like it, you know what it is. Stick around. We all grow together. That's how we do it. www.luckysmt.com. <sighs> Onward. All right. So one championship delivered again uh, with first strike. It was the kickoff of their featherweight kickboxing Grand Prix. We had a lot of good fights there. Um, I don't want to really go into all of that. It was just, it was really well done card as usual. Um, I want to spend a little time before we even get into the kick heard around the world, which I think I'm just going to call it the kick from now on. I think everybody that, Saw it, knows exactly what I'm talking about. But before we get into that, I got to give some props to uh, Andy Sauer, who is one of my favorite fighters, particularly because of the way he fought. Um, very aggressive, brutally. I think he trained some with Raymond Deckers back in the day. Um, he retired after this fight. Big props to Marat Gregorian, who is just a freaking beast, man. This dude can punch. He's a power guy. Kicks, punches, everything, power. And I, I love it. So um, Andy Sauer went out there and he was putting together some things, but, you know, you could just see the power difference in the two. And eventually, you know, he got caught with a sort of a twisting jab, like a hooking jab in a weird way. He spoke about it a little in the interview. He said it, it, he throws this jab in this weird fashion where it just sort of comes in this twisting way with his elbow up. And he ate one and hit the deck. And then when he tried to get up, it wasn't that he was knocked out. When he tried to get up, his leg failed him, right? And he claimed later that he had maybe possibly some nerve damage, which, you know, this is entirely possible. You're throwing your legs, your baseball bats at people. They're blocking them or they're not. You're hitting knees. You're hitting hips, elbows, not just soft tissue. And those kind of things happen. But he said, you know, it felt like electricity, so forth and so on. Anyway, I salute you, brother, um, because to me, you're one of the greatest. I got to watch you know, a lot of your career, um, the highlights are awesome to watch. 
And every now I started wearing tights and sparring sometimes just because of you. So if anybody sees him, let him know. <laughs> Not that he's watching, but I I really enjoyed Andy Sowers' uh, fight. Shout to Marat Gregorian. Not taking nothing away from him, he was a great fighter, obviously. And it seems to me that when Marat Gregorian is on real stable legs, which he normally is, he can deliver shots that you usually can eat, meaning like that jab, sort of twisting jab where the elbow comes up, you should be able to eat that normally. But because of the way he throws his punches, the power that he throws with, you just never know, man. So he caught one like right on the top of the head, kind of, you know, on the forehead area. And I think, I mean, it could have been the temple, just the angle. Um, that's what put him down. But once again, if you have not seen Andy Sauer, please go watch his highlights. I'm going to wear tights today in the sparring just to, um, you know, show some respect. Uh, might watch a few highlights before the sparring starts and we'll see what happens. I guess we should get to the kick. Um, Superbon versus Giorgio Petrosian. Okay. Superbon is Superbon. Giorgio Petrosian is Giorgio Petrosian. These are two titans. I don't want to say beasts or monsters or animals or whatever the hell people say. These are two titans in the striking world. Um, Superbon, I think, obviously, is maybe more well-known for his Muay Thai. Giorgio Petrosian, obviously the king of kickboxing or, you know, arguably the greatest, some might even say. When they got into this first round, um, if my memory serves me correctly, Giorgio Petrosian was was being pretty busy, right? But Superbon was sneakily throwing this right kick every time on the exit. So every time Giorgio Petrosian finished striking combination, he would catch a right kick on the way out. So that's either it was either to the body or to the head. I saw him throw maybe the first one early in the first round was to the head, and Petrosian got his arm up and was able to block. This happened a few times throughout the throughout that round, um, and there were times where it was close. Even uh, the problem, I think, came when Petrosian would back Superbon up, and he and Superbon would, or Superbon would lead Petrosian backwards. So Petrosian would stop to throw as Superbon sort of made his way back, and he would he would either have to lean in, or he was on his way out with his hands down. And I think this, this became a thing. So Superbon, I think landed two body kicks prior to landing the head kick. And I think that was, you know, where the game was being played was in this sort of like area where it's like, you know, are you going to reach, how far are you going to reach for me? And where are you going to put your arms on your exit? Are you going to bring your hands back to your face? Are you going to stay there and move your feet forward and stay in position? Or are you going to try to retract your body back to your legs? And I think that what you saw there was sort of this thing where Petrosian reached in through his combination. And then when he retracted, the, the, the leg was already coming and caught him across the, uh, the, the face. And my man crossed his legs, laid down on the canvas and relaxed. Um, and when I say that, I'm not trying to make light of it. He really knocked him unconscious with that kick and bounced his head off the canvas. That's a tough, first of all, it's a tough KO to watch. Uh, for Petrosian, it's gotta be a tough KO to take because if you go and watch Petrosian fight any highlights, I mean, you're not talking about, you're not talking about some chump, man. 
he kicked the head off of, you know, like I said, arguably the greatest kickboxer of all time. I mean, all right, so look, with the magic of the internets, I guess we can, we can watch it. All right, I haven't done this setup in a while, so bear with me as I set this up to watch, you know, sort of what happens here. All right, the walk back. Yeah, there's the body kick. There's the body kick again and the head kick, just like I called it. I didn't call it that way, but that's the way I saw it initially. But he had been doing this the entire time. This was not new. This was something that was already being being set up early. I mean, it's not to say Petrosian wasn't landing. He was. Can't exit with your hands down. You got to always exit with your hands up and be out of your range or out of the range of your opponent. Um, and you have to know what that range is. The longest range you have to be out of if you're going to have your hands down. Anyway, all that being said, God dang it, that was a great card. Um, big shout out to Super Bond. Big shout out to Giorgio Petrosian because... Man, that's tough right there. It's tough to fall on your head, brother. Um, that man's a, the champ right there. Um, anyway. <sighs> All right. I guess I'll briefly discuss this weight cutting thing that's, that's going on as if we haven't gone through this eight million times. Either somebody's stumbling off the, the blocks, shaking, trying to make the weight or rush to the hospital to fight is off or whatever situation or. There's a catch weight and you have to lose part of your purse. And Listen, this is Marvin Vittori, Paula Costa have to fight at a catch weight because Costa's 25 plus pounds overweight. Try to make a catch weight of 95, 90, 200, 205, sold to the man in the back with the wine. I don't know. Like, um, just make the fights closer to people's weights. The problem with this is fighters like to fight and they like to fight other people that like to fight. And it just so happens that sometimes guys that are heavier talk and then guys that are a little lighter talk and they decide, well, you know what y'all want to fight? Let's meet in the middle. So even if we got rid of this like crazy weight cutting craziness where you just got to fight closer to your weight, there are still going to be times where guys know you know what, man? I'm gonna cut ten pounds. I'm gonna meet you down there. I've been I've been waiting to fight you. And the other person's gonna be like, oh yeah, all right, cool. I'm gonna go up five pounds and I'm gonna meet, you know, whatever. And this is going to happen forever. Unfortunately. Because those fights make money. And money makes sense. And all you know, all that, whatever it is. Listen, weight cutting is crazy. Um, it is a super big danger to everybody's health. If you ask me though, in this situation, I think Maybe Paula Costa's trying to get cut. Maybe he realizes that Israel Adesanya is the king of the middleweight division. And until he decides to move his ass up to light heavy, he's not going to beat him. And maybe he realizes it's a waste of his time to be in the UFC if he's not going to ever get a chance to be the champ. I don't know, man. It's it, it's conceivable that maybe he's trying to irritate the brass so much that they just say, man, you're cut. They see that, you know, he sees that maybe they cut other people. Maybe they'll cut him. He gives them enough problems. He ends up in Bellator, one championship somewhere else. 
Maybe he's in a better situation. Maybe he's making some good money. Maybe he knows he's safe from the boogeyman. Is he, obviously. Marvin Vittori's, yeah. He's Marvin Vittori. It's not to say he can't fight, but, you know, is he kind of son both of those dudes? So until one of them can beat him, he's the man. And I, I just, I haven't seen it. So to me, I think maybe he's just trying to get out of there. But back to weight cutting. Fucking stop it. Anyway. If you like the show, keep the like, hit the subscribe button. This is episode number 49. If you want to stop by the gym, www.luckysmt.com. 49 episodes, y'all. I don't even know what I don't, I got nothing. I hope you guys have a beautiful day. Looking forward to episode 50. Peace. Oh.